but you have to remember thousands and thousands of years have gone by since the time of Adam and Eve, and these people just can't get it together. Right. For more than a generation or two, it seems. Mm -hmm. And if you think you've ever been frustrated as a parent after a couple of years, (laughs) imagine thousands of years, and you still can't get your act together? everyone to podcast number 145 renew your mind with us today we have senior pastor paul gruenberg we have associate pastor jeremy teru who is also our youth and family director of those ministries we have uh, guest jordan kettlewell who is our praise band leader for our contemporary praise band and myself oh i forgot somebody very sweet all right (laughs) retired pastor and dana hall myself as the moderator So we are continuing to focus on the Old Testament, covenants specifically, and um, what do we want to remind the listeners from where we left off? I know where we want to go, but what do we want to remind them from our last podcast? Well, we always need to remember God's original intent for his relationship with humanity, and Mm -hmm. that's to be with us, to be in our presence, to be in relationship with us, and that that we would live forever with God. That's the original intent. And we've marched through the other covenants, uh, the Noah covenant, never to destroy the water by earth by water again. Then there is the covenant with Abraham to be a uh, blessing, a nation. God would work through Abraham to create a nation that would mm-hmm. be in relationship with him. And then God protects that nation, um, sets them free under Moses, but then... God makes a new covenant with Moses or reaffirms the covenant with Moses, but creates the law, which is a a system of how they could live holy lives with God. Mm -hmm. And then then he reestablishes a new covenant with David that, uh, and really it's not a new covenant because it was made with um, Adam and Eve, but that uh, from David an heir of his would always sit on the throne and that heir would be known as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we're going to pick up today. Right. So we want to so delve we, into that area. So we've marched through the Kings mm-hmm. and now Israel is all in uh, exile, uh, being punished because they were unfaithful to God mm-hmm. or unfaithful to the covenant with God. Again, we talked about consequences Right. Last time, and this is a consequence that God even disciplines his own people mm-hmm. um, for their good, just like a parent disciplines their child. And this is pretty severe. Very severe. Yeah, but you have to severe. remember thousands and thousands of years have gone by since the time of Adam and Eve, and these people just can't get it together Right. for more than a generation or two, it seems. Mm-hmm. And if you think you've ever been frustrated as a parent after a couple of years, imagine thousands of years, and you still can't get your act together. And one of the promises, though, during this period is that God talks about a remnant. Mm -hmm. There's always the hope. He always preserves a remnant. Preserves a remnant that there will be his people. And that they will return to Jerusalem and be his people. And and all of those things. And that God is still in love with them. Mm -hmm. Um, even though they've broken his heart. 
Well, and he's in love, not just with them, but all creation Oh yeah, or all people. And it, and people have come and seen who God is, the God of the Israelites and have been grafted in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not exclusive to that, but there are choices to be made. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So I think part of that broken heart piece of God comes into the, the new covenant, mm-hmm. um, which we find in Jeremiah 31. Um, let me read that. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. Interesting language of relationship. Mm -hmm. This is a covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. And that's a prophecy, actually of what Jesus is going to do on the cross yes. mm-hmm. and how he um, repairs things, um, takes our sin, wipes it out, gives us eternal life. All again, as we've talked about, God's trying to get us back to, to the garden, back mm-hmm. to that relationship that we originally had. And finally, it has to happen through Jesus Christ, yes. mm-hmm. God in the flesh. God does it himself. Yes, who the Old Testament law in its sacrificial system was pointing to, foreshadowing mm-hmm. Christ's mm-hmm. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I think the other piece to that, too, is, is that Jesus, it says, fulfills the law perfectly. No human being's ever done that because right. we can't. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the law had to be fulfilled mm-hmm. was one of the pieces. That's one of the reasons only God could do it. Mm-hmm. And when yes, you look right. at what Jesus talks of, when Jesus talks about love, Love again to Jesus is obeying my commands. Right, it's obedience. It's it's complete obedience. And Jesus states that I have everything I've done, everything I've said, has been an obedience to my heavenly Father. Right, and so He's the example. And it, it, could could Jesus have sinned? Sure, sure, because yeah. He was fully human, mm-hmm. and in that moment. It's it's realized that the reason he doesn't sin is that he's in complete obedience to the Father. Right. Um, was he but tempted? Your question was, could have he could have sinned? Yeah, but he did not. He, he did, did not. not. He chose. It's important to clarify obeyed. that. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah he to chose to obey yeah, he, his heavenly Father. He yeah. had the capability, being fully man and fully God. Right. As where God, to my understanding, can't have the cap. God the Father can't have the capability to sin because to sin would be to be without himself. He would be against his nature. Yeah, um, as where Christ, being fully man, had that capacity. Had that. Um, and also, and that's another uh, great highlight of the, the sacrifice that was made, not just on the cross, but throughout the life of Christ, because he was fully God and still had to wrestle with temptation, still mm-hmm. had to wrestle mm-hmm. with that because he was fully man. Mm-hmm. Blows right. your mind. <laughs> Blows my mind. <laughs> but I, I think this passage, this, this last covenant, um, just reminds us how God is just relentless in his pursuit of us. 
mm-hmm. and wanting to bring us home. That's right. What was uh, the Hounds of Heaven? Yeah, the, the a long. I don't know the author, but poem. But it talks about the the constant beating of God um, coming to His people, uh, never giving up, never well, never giving up. He did flood the earth, <laughs> but there was always yeah. a remnant. There, there was, was always, always a remnant, right? You know, right. some some way to continue, right? <laughs> so. So then when we look at all of these Old Testament covenants, it gives us a reason to understand what Jesus does. Mm -hmm. So in the New Testament, uh, many of the New Testament authors will quote Old Testament Mm -hmm. because it's a fulfillment of prophecy. It's a fulfillment of what was told by people would come and now has come in Jesus. Jesus is that Messiah who would come to set his people free from sin which breaks our relationship with God mm-hmm. and death, which keeps us alive eternally. And I also love um, here in Jeremiah where, you know, it comes and you see this all throughout the old Testament um, that, you know, that because they will all know me from, from the least to the greatest, like they will all know that I'm Lord. They mm-hmm. won't have to teach each other. They will know that I'm Lord. And you see that pop up and you will know that I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. All throughout the Old Testament, um, and a lot of it because it's coming after those, um, you know, those moments where he's laying out what the repercussions going to be, um, and it might be something devastating. It's still part of that relentless love, that relentless pursuit. The and when you're reading through, you might be reading, you know, I'm going to scatter, I'm going to scatter the nation of Israel, and send them into exile, and I'm going, I'm going to destroy, <coughs> and at the end of all those. You, you, you always end up seeing the, and they will know I am the Lord, and you will know I am the Lord. And it sounds like, when you're reading it, it sounds like that's the mic drop moment, right? Where God's going like, you know what, I'm, I've had it, I'm tired of what you're doing, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and there's going to be destruction, and you're going to know I'm God, boom. But that's not what it is. It's a reminder that I am the Lord. It's He wants us to know that He is God, and to know that He is the Lord, no matter whether it's a blessing or a repercussion, mm-hmm. the reminder is always, you will know I'm the Lord because he wants us to know he's God. He wants us to pursue him. I wonder if there isn't another level of meaning in the word no. You know, I mean, in the Old Testament, the word no often meant sexual intercourse. You know, one... No. Uh, yeah. K-N-O-W, not yeah. N-O. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different topic. Yeah, different topic. <laughs> different topic. <laughs> Okay, let's recover from that one. <laughs> There's an Old Testament law about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it, but it talks about intimacy, mm-hmm. and and that you will know God in such a way that it, it's just natural. Yeah. And it's yeah. deep. It's relational. It's Again, relational, and it's, it's yeah. life changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is about: is that level of intimacy yeah. and knowing God, not just knowing about oh, God. Yeah. But it's like walking in the garden is that it's it's relationship, but it's so deep and so abiding and so life-changing that you just can't wait to meet up and, with God and walk in the garden again. And to yeah. me, it's so big that there's you just know. I mean, to me, that yeah. there's no question. You just, you know it. And, and there, there's that sense in our faith journey is that even though we have questions of faith and even though we struggle with some things and even get mad at God, 
at times is there's that sense of just knowing deep down inside that God is, that God cares, that God loves, Mm -hmm. even if nothing makes sense. And I think that's part of the gift of this. Mm-hmm. And and interestingly enough, when Adam and Eve sinned, God came into the garden and they hid from him. Yeah. Sin caused them to hide from God. Right. So think in terms of God having to constantly find his people. Jesus talks about going to find the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. God is always continually willing to leave the 99 behind to find that one lost sheep. And that's lost sheep is lost because of sin, right? Hiding from God. And when I think of culture, our culture today, how many people are living in some form of continual sin and they're not seeking God because they prefer the lifestyle of sin, whatever that might be. And, and God has to go find them. Mm-hmm. And God is constantly, the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to woo them to himself. And so God's willingness to, again, long-suffering, willing uh, to uh, continue to seek you, even though you don't want to be found, like Adam and Eve. They were hiding for a reason. They knew they did wrong. And that's I think that's Mm -hmm. built in us. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus dies for everyone. He's that final sacrifice. He's the final, he's, he begins the final covenant. And this final covenant's for Gentiles as well as Jews. Yes. Yeah. It, it's more available for Gentiles. Yeah. It was always available um, if they True. want to engraft into the Israelite nation. But you're right, it's now totally available. And so about a, a third of the world's population would consider themselves Christian. Right. That means two-thirds of the world's population. Are They're lost. in hiding. They're in hiding. They're hiding, yeah. They don't want the God of the Bible, of Christianity, uh, but, because they're hiding. But the good news is the relentless nature of God is um, he's going to go after them. He'll use people like us, mm-hmm. ordinary, everyday people, to reach into somebody else's life. That's why mm-hmm. we're here. And that's the cool that's right. thing, is, is that we're not so distant from God as you know sometimes we think. That God is intimate with us, is directing us, is is helping us, equipping us uh, to be the people of God, mm-hmm. to draw that two thirds that don't know God into a relationship with Him. Right, and that's really the Holy Spirit's work. We just no have question. to be willing to do what the Holy Spirit asks us. I think we just need to be reminded that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the big reason. Even though we think there are other reasons bigger, mm-hmm. I think that's the big reason. Our life is like a drop of water in all of the waters on the earth compared to eternity. Yeah. And we make such a big fuss about whether or not our, well, whatever it is um, in this lifetime. And it is absolutely meaningless as compared to eternity. The most important decision we can make is whether or not we'll be in relationship with God through Jesus or not. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that, though, is we are meaningful. Oh, we are. Absolutely. We are. I'm not taking back from what you said, because when you look at the big picture, it is meaningless from the big picture. But actually, every drop matters. Right. Because every drop, 
If there weren't any drops, there'd be no ocean. Exactly. So we're all needed. We're all important. Um, We don't all do the same job. And scripture talks about that. Mm -hmm. And um, God needs all of us who claim him as Lord and Savior to be about his business. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is all about. And to help people to know him. Right. Like those that are, those that are doing what Adam and Eve did that, that are hiding, whether they, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. whether they're just living in their world and they just don't know it, they're still in hiding. And God wants them to know him. He wants us to know him so that he can come into our lives and say, what, what, know me. What are you doing with all of this? Once you know me, there is nothing that will compare. Right. right. Those things that you're seeking out that make you feel good, that are making you feel like your life is great, they don't compare. I want you to know me. You know, mm-hmm. God, God is, is seeking that with all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus's after he makes the covenant with man through the sacrifice on the cross and the resurrection. His last command is to go into all the world. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the covenant with Abraham. He told Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Not I will bless you and you will keep it to yourself. Right. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Yeah, there isn't All anything about our faith, about will be anything right. where we keep it to ourselves. No, right. That's right. Yep. So coming to the conclusion of our Old Testament overview, where would you start reading in the Old Testament if you wanted to, to understand? I mean, would you start with the law? No, that's I would facetious. Not. Yeah, <laughs> no. Start with Personally. the very beginning, the uh, uh, Genesis. Yeah, creation. Uh, work through um, the covenants with Noah and Abraham. Abraham's uh, covenant starts with chapter twelve, and by the end of Genesis, you've got the nation of Israel and um, some pretty cool stories of how God cares for His people, protects them through Joseph, uh, and then. I would read into Exodus uh, mm-hmm. with Moses, the people getting set free, seeing the fickleness of people, the law coming. Um, if you wanted to approach some of the law idea without actually getting into the law, right? the book of Proverbs mm. would be a, a beginning oh. place because mm-hmm. it talks about wisdom and what's, mm-hmm. what's smart and what isn't. Right. Which begin, I mean, it grows out of the law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then mine. you can work your way backward to that. A friend of mine once said, um, you read a one chapter of Proverbs a day for your devotional. Yep. That's 31 Proverbs. You can read through it in a month. Right. But if you read it month in and month out, that would be like uh, your, how's the word? The wisdom pill. You know, mm-hmm. we take supplements to be healthy. Right. This would be supplements to be wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was a uh, great conversation and discussion, and I I really like the where should we start reading in the Old Testament. Um, So thanks, everyone, for thanks, everyone around the table, and thanks to all our listeners for joining us. Um, We come to you from the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, Michigan, and we're located on 215 South Center Street, and we have uh, services on Sunday, a traditional 9 a.m. and a contemporary 1045 a.m. And on the second and fourth Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m., we have, uh, uh, we have an evening service, and we'd love to have you join us in person. And if you can't, you can still view us on Facebook Live and YouTube. If you have any questions, just Google us. It'll take uh, take you to our website, or you can call the church at 
732-5380. Thanks everyone for joining us. <music>